Hello and welcome to One Name at a Time. My name is Pez and I'm joined in person by Ben. It's very nice to be here. Is it? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's alright. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's One Name at a Time. It's a podcast where Ben and myself look at Premier League players that fit a certain criteria and try to make the best 11. This week, or this episode, because we're not very weekly anymore, is based on World Cup winners, because the World Cup started. Yay. Um, <laughs> so You are a lot happier about that than you sound, just to point out. <laughs> uh, maybe it was held somewhere else. So yeah, this this week we're, we're looking at players who have a World Cup winners medal, um, and they have to have played in the Premier League, or the you know, usual one name at a time rules. Uh, they don't necessarily have been good in the Premier League. Uh, we're just looking at their entire career. Um, so as long as we've got a World Cup winners medal and are a Premier League player, we'll consider them for this. Uh, usual rules apply: four four two. We get a bench with a goalkeeper, a defender, midfielder, and a striker. And yeah, it's 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 not too difficult. It's the usual sort of stuff. I would say so. The only real difference is that I can actually see your notes, so it's not going to be as surprising as you. <laughs> but, um, I'll try to act surprised. Yeah, try to act surprised. Well, I pick like just someone who you've never even heard of before. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there's no point waiting around. We're we're here. We're, we're, we're ready. We just haven't got a can of monster this time like we normally do. But you know, how about a goalkeeper? <laughs> well, actually, there are some some good options. Um, I think maybe goalkeeper is a bit reflective of where we're going to be with this team where, so, I mean, obviously there are only so many teams that have won the World Cup, even in the Premier League era. But I think there's a couple of those teams that are really going to dominate um, this lineup. The one I went for was, again, I mean, we've spoken about him before. I, I feel like I went for more what he did in his career, more at club level, definitely, okay, okay. than what he did internationally. And also perhaps his ability, which maybe is the wrong approach to take. But I did go for Victor Valdez, just because I think it's so hard to look past his Barcelona career. Yeah. Obviously he wasn't, I don't, he probably doesn't even have a World Cup appearance because he was always behind Casillas, wasn't he? Uh, um, but he, he obviously was part of the squads. You know, he did get a medal when they won the World Cup and obviously had such an incredible career uh, with Barcelona, yet only made 20, 20 caps for Spain, unfortunately for him. But um, we've spoken about him before, maybe not in terms of individual talent, the best Yeah, maybe goalkeeper. not in glowing sort of terms. Yeah. But still, like, <laughs> what he's achieved, I don't think you can look past. And I, I don't think that we had a goalkeeper that was unproblematic. You know, if we'd had an Edwin van der Sar or we'd had a Peter Michael or a Petr Cech, they would go in above him. But oh, yeah, yeah. I felt that everyone, I think, had arguments again. So I ended up going for Valdez, which maybe was a safe choice because a lot of it kind of, he made, you know, he won all these trophies, you know, and he was part of one of the greatest club sides ever. Maybe, maybe it's a bit of a safe choice. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. It was definitely my consideration. I thought we were actually quite strong on goalkeeper this week, even though, you, like you said, quite a few were a bit known for making mistakes. Uh, I went with a little bit of an older one, as I always seem to do, uh, and actually went with Fabian Barthez. A bit of Man United bias, potentially. I know Valdez played for United, but... Eh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I went Barthez. Maybe it's a bit of nostalgia, but yeah, there was a point where he was kind of like, you know, best best keeper in the Premier League. Got into a team of the year, which at a time when there's probably, what, Seaman and... Very true, yeah. I don't know who has Nigel, Nigel Martin, probably. Um... Yeah, it was, it was quite a competitive sort of goalkeeper era. Yeah, yeah, a couple of Premier League titles with United didn't exactly spend long there, but the fact that he got two titles in that short time, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Champions League with with, with Marseille, uh, won the Euros with France as well. 
uh, 87 caps. Uh, the only one I, I kind of thought was potentially to sort of shift them out would have been Hugo Luis. I remember we had this discussion when we did our French. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was a bit of a tough one, and we think we edged out Vartes then, so I edged them out here. Um, I could have understood if you went with Luis as well, to be honest. Uh, decent uh, keeper. But what, what's he won in his club career? Not anything. Yeah, he plays for Tottenham, so. Yeah, whereas everyone else I have has got quite a few titles here, as Ben can see, because he's looking at my yeah. notes. Um, so Pep Reina was the, the other option that I had. Again, back up for Spain when they won it. Casillas was clearly like number one at the time. Mm. But yeah, Reina and, and Valdez were. The, I would definitely have. Options. I would definitely, have, and again, I think we had this when we had our Spain team. I'd definitely have Valdez over Reyna. Okay. okay. Um, but Bartes, yeah, for me, it would have been Bartes or Valdez because okay. I think Bartes beats out Lloris and Re- Valdez beats out Reyna. But the decision between the two is pro- that was kind of the decision I was having to make, and I think I went with possibly the easier option because Bartes is never easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, Valdez probably did make fewer mistakes, but there's the argument that he was maybe not as talented a goalkeeper. Also, in, in better teams yeah. as well, maybe. Yeah, we might think about that when we come back. Yes, to it. I, th- I think we, so. I think it's definitely the, the, those two. I mean, I, I did put Rain on my bench, but I think you have Swayman and Valdez a little bit. So, I, I, yeah, I think it's between those two. Do you really like Pepe Reina? I do like Pepe Reina. I think as far as that, Liv- that Liverpool team goes, he was the only likeable player. I still don't like him. Um, there were a few others as well, just to mention the likes of Steve Mandanda, Ron Robert Zeeler. Yes, another um, United former. Player. Alphonse Ariola, who is currently at uh, either West Ham or Fulham. I don't know where he's at at the moment. I know he was at both of them. At yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, you know, those uh, were sort of the more reserve keepers who were make, making up the numbers. So moving into our defence, who did you go for at right back? It was a bit of a tricky one right back. Uh, your favourite position, I always get the good players. Yeah, I have to be honest, I may have, due to problems at the other fullback position, I may have played a right back and left back. Okay, okay. Well, I have slightly fudged it again at right back because it's a player that, whenever he seems to pop up, I'm always just like, I played at right back in the past. Transfer Marks says he can, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely more known as a centre-back. Um, but yeah, played for City for a season before going off to Bayern Munich and kind of winning everything and doing everything. Um, and that is Germany's Jerome Boateng. Yeah. Um, yeah, 76 caps for him with Germany. Won the World Cup in 2014 because he's Germany. Couldn't have won any of the year because they, they won it when he was playing. Yeah, won FA Cup with City just in that one season. Um, but yeah, nine Bundesliga titles, a couple of Champions Leagues, a couple of uh, club World Cups. That that Bayern team when he was there was yeah, one of the best in Europe, if not the best at, for a good yeah, mm. a good spell. Um, he was a big part of that. Mostly playing at centre back, but definitely could play at right back. Um, and I think maybe it was his, his performances at centre back that made me think probably is a little bit better than my other right back option. But the other right back option is more of a right back, so I can understand if you've gone with him or if that's the one that you have put on the left because um, he was also relatively versatile. That is well. the one I put on the left, yeah. <laughs> um, I went for Boateng as well. Weirdly, when we did our Germany 11, I'm pretty sure we had this conversation of I put Boateng at centre back yeah. um, because I felt like in that Germany 11, we didn't have that great well he didn't have bad centre back options but I felt like he was probably the best centre back yes yeah, yeah here that's not the case he can play right back so I think when you don't have loads of right back options um, I think he is uh, like you said a really good option um, obviously you know won it all with Bayern and 
Still playing, I think, somewhere. I, I think he's possibly another, <laughs> another German club. I know he was linked with us a couple of years ago. The main other one, and I'm not going to mention your backup option, because like I said, I might have played them at left back. But the main other one I had was Giuliano Belletti. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. I actually didn't realise was in that Brazil squad. Maybe because he didn't play. Yeah, um, weirdly, he didn't get in over Cafu. Oh, <laughs> what? Um, but obviously, he, he did have 23 caps for Brazil, obviously winning that World Cup with them. Um, played sort of 90-odd games for Chelsea and obviously then at Barcelona as well where he won a Champions League. I, I, I don't know, I didn't really think anything... I was never that convinced of Belletti. I thought he was a good, a decent... Good typical squad, squad option. Yeah, yeah a yeah, typical yeah. kind of Brazilian fullback in being very good going forward but not necessarily defensively. Obviously yeah, yeah. not talking about Cafu. Um, but, uh, like, I don't think he's... Even though he's a right-back, by trade, I don't think he gets over Boateng, who's a centre back playing a right back. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then the only other one I had was uh, Djibril Sidibe, <laughs> who um, uh, I think had a loan spell at Everton. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. And was in, I think he had been at Monaco at the time, that sort of quite good Monaco team with Bernardo Silva. Um, and had been in the French squad uh, when yeah, they obviously yeah. won the World Cup. But I, again, I don't think he featured massively. So. No outstanding options, so that's kind of why I've shuffled Boateng over, especially because we do have so many good centre-back options. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. Okay, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're both Boateng at right-back, so what about centre-back? What have you got there? Because, yeah, this was, this there's was, a lot this of was options. hard for me. This there's a lot of options, and maybe there's a bit of favouritism here from me, and I, I kind of think you could almost go with a number of these options and... I wouldn't disagree with you, you know, I, I think there would be valid choices. Um, I ended up going for Marcel Desailly, who we obviously spoke a lot about it being like one of our kind of favourite non-United sort of sort of defenders <laughs> and just general personalities. But um, I went with him alongside Gerard Piquet, who obviously recently retired, you know, both you know, Piquet's won everything he could possibly win. Again, similar to Valdez, been part of one of the greatest club sides of all time. Um, and Desai was just an absolute, you know, monster for, you know, one of the best international sides. I think there's, you know, a, a case that they could make actually quite a good partnership together. But I think they just, for me, maybe in terms of longevity, in terms of consistency, they just edged out the others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could understand people making arguments for the others because there are some really good options. Yeah, I mean, I ended on the same, it's as tricky as a sort of conundrum it was, I did end up with Desai and PK. Again, Desai is one that we've spoken about so many times in past episodes, mm-hmm. you know, France and when we've done our little competitions and stuff. So, I mean, we've, we've pretty much talked about everyone we're going to mention here, really, because they're all yes. from big nations that we covered in very early episodes. But yeah, Desai is, is yeah. If, if we do like an all-time Premier League level, it's an argument that he, he could be in that if, if you know if, if we worked it. Yeah, PK again. Um, it's not a kind of oh he's just retired. He's back in my memory like literally fantastic player. I, he's one of those ones who I really regret United ever selling. Um, yes, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those you know it, it's. He only won the Champions League with with us, and then went and won quite a few more with Barcelona. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of like yeah, what what could have been really with with PK and, and United. After those, my sort of backup option, who is, is kind of like my who I actually put on my bench because I think he's he's a better centre back option than I have anyone else on any anywhere else uh, like yeah, left back or right back. Uh, that's Rafael Varane. Um, not United bias on this one. Um, I think before he joined us, he was one of the best centre backs in the world. 
Um, it's just shown he's not kind of really hit the heights that he had before through injury mainly. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily having as good a partner to play. He's been very good this season with this Martin. Season. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think it, it, again I can understand if you went with someone else as like a, a bench option. No, I I, I I went with Varane as well. I think it's hard. He was actually I. Me when we first started doing this, might have been tempted to put him in over Desai, just because I you know I would try and maybe get some more recent ones in there as well and yeah, not focus yeah. too much on, especially with that France '98 team. It's very easy yes, to focus yeah, on yeah, that yeah. one. Um, but here I went for him as my bench option because, like you said, he's been one of the best centre backs in the world in the past ten years, and that's backed up by how much he's won. Both internationally and at club level. And yeah, yeah very good all-round centre-back as well. He's quick, he's good in the air, he's strong physically, but he's also a really good reader of the game. He's very good on the ball. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I was absolutely ecstatic when United got him. And I do think he has a bit of an unfair reputation for being injury-prone because he's played a lot of games in his career. But, unfortunately, yeah. since he joined United, it has kind of been... He plays four games in a row max and then gets yeah. injured. And we so. signed him when he was injured. <laughs> yes. So, um... Yeah, and, I mean, he missed out on our French one as well because we've been doing this a couple of years now, haven't we? So, by, when we did our French one yes, on he first wasn't episode, in the team, yeah. we couldn't even consider him. So now we can. I'm happy to put him... And, and as we haven't discussed him, you know, previously, I should probably mention some of his his statistics, which, yes, you know, over 80 caps for France, obviously, that's... He's still playing, still 29, I think. Yeah, yeah. So could, this year, isn't he? You would imagine him to go over 100, depending on injuries. Um, over three, 350 appearances for Real Madrid, obviously. One, uh, uh, three of the Ligas, four Champions Leagues, four Club World Cups. I think famously has never lost a final that he's played in. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that will continue. Or it might just be, <laughs> might just be a Champions League final. I'm pretty sure it's, uh, he's never lost a final. Um, and they call him Champions League Varane yeah, at, yeah, at yeah, Real Madrid. Yeah been in various sort of FIFA Pro 11s and things like that during his career so you know really one of the sort of the past 10 years one of the probably top 10 top 5 centre backs in the world yeah 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 if not as you said the best one so yeah he really deserves to be in there did you have anyone else who you considered putting in I mean the closest is probably another France 98 mention with Laurent Blanc yeah I just yeah I, I couldn't argue his case as much because what I did see of him in the Premier League was very like sort of last two years of his career so he was maybe just a little bit off the pace um, but still fantastic defender but we saw a lot more Desai and PK obviously we've, we've literally seen his entire career that we've been growing up um, so in, in comparison I couldn't sort of argue his case as, as good as he was as good as I know he was I yeah I, it's not a case where I've got oh I, there's an old player here who yeah. definitely in consideration, I easily have you know those three ahead of Blanc uh, in this this lineup. To be fair, I'd probably even have Boateng. If if we had a better right yeah, now, I'd probably put, put Boateng in possibly, centre, yeah. ahead of Blanc as a centre back option. Um, yeah, possibly part of that. I'm similar view. Part of that is maybe we didn't see the best of Blanc, um, apart from maybe when he was playing for France. Yeah. Um, so less sort of experience, but there's a lot of really good options. I mean, you know, Marco Materazzi, obviously. Yeah. Uh, won, won it with Italy. Uh, Frank Leboeuf um, was another France option. Per Mertesacker. Mm. Um, then you start to get into maybe some of the dodgier options like Rocco Junior and <laughs> Scott and Mustafi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, that you know to have sort of what you know. I mean, Frank Leboeuf wasn't Desai, but good defender. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Per Mertesacker, who I, I always thought was a bit 
a bit dodgy, you know, did a lot in his career. So a lot of good options um, there, but I, th- I think we've both sort of gone for the same, the same three. Yeah. At left back, <laughs> obviously I've kind of hinted at what I've done. What did you go with? Um, I didn't do what you've done because there's definitely a big name here that we are sort of skirting around. Um, so I went with probably the less controversial option of the two that I had. Definitely um, the less controversial option. Yeah, it, it's someone who we have mentioned in the past episode. He, I can't remember if he actually was our left-back option when we did Brazil, um, but it's someone from the old 94 World Cup winning Brazil team, that's Branco. Uh, I believe he played for Middlesbrough for like half a season, if that. But yeah, certainly two caps for Brazil uh, during a time where they were very good, like, you know, sort of a Mario sort of era. Mm. But yeah, he scored nine goals from left back, which is a pretty decent return, to be honest. Um, also won a Copa America with them. Haven't got much information on, on what else he won at sort of club level. I think he did play a lot of time in Brazil. Um, so obviously he's not going to be winning sort of you know, UEFA Champions Leagues or, you know, Serie A's or anything like that. But um, he was the less controversial option, considering that I didn't do what you did with someone who is still I'd put him against my controversial opinion, right? so. <laughs> yes yeah I mean um, I actually didn't I, this is possibly me being a bit um, a bit lazy I didn't look too heavily at the Brazil night I think I, I skirted through it and I probably missed him and was probably only really aware of him from our previous uh, episodes so. yeah yeah, I hadn't heard of him before we did our Brazil episode to be honest yeah <laughs> um, as I kind of hinted at I went for Alvaro Arbeloa who is a right back um, but could play, you know, was versatile. Uh, not like a, a top-level, you know, fullback. Um, you know, our fullbacks are actually a bit lacking, aren't they? Mm. Um, but a, a, a very good player in a very good Spain team who, you know, obviously played for Liverpool, but did very well with Real Madrid as well afterwards. Um, over 200 appearances for Madrid, almost overlapping with Varane a bit, you know, winning a couple of Champions Leagues and then La Liga. I didn't really want to mention the controversial option, which is... Benjamin Mendy because I think it's just best to leave leave him out of it. Um, there was also Vincent Candela, um, yeah, who wasn't a. I don't think you know he had forty caps for France, but I don't think he was a big, you know, regular starter. Obviously, he had a, I think a small spell at Bolton, didn't he? Yes. At the time that they were just signing former World Cup winners. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I went with Arbeloa just because I felt, you know, he he could play there. I think maybe Franco would be would be the better option. Um, at least so we have some representation from Brazil because I'm not sure there will be much else during this team so <laughs> that could be an option and then maybe um, well Arbeloa can compete for the bench good luck <laughs> I'm happy to put Arbeloa left back if, if if you really feel that strongly but I don't really to be honest we're, yeah, we're I was mainly so. looking for ways it was to not to get the aforementioned controversial figure in yeah so. yeah okay yeah yeah So, as we move into midfield, which again is just absolutely crammed with talent, mm. uh, could you pick two, or have you literally changed like the rules and gone with like a six-man midfield? Yeah. <laughs> I could have quite easily gone with quite a few, to be honest. Um, yeah, my my mentions are good for this. Maybe we'll have a bit of discussion around it. I'm deliberately not looking at your notes. Um, one I know you will have gone for is Patrick Vieira, yeah. who we've spoken about before and you've controversially said you actually liked more than Roy Keane, Guilty which I, I don't agree with, but you know, that's fine. 
Um, but he is a player that I really liked as well. Not at the time necessarily, more of a hindsight looking back at that Arsenal yeah, yeah, team, yeah. which I've admitted kind of I did like. If they, you know, if they weren't rivals with us, of course. Um, but yeah, Vieira, I think is almost the first name. Or maybe that's a Premier League bias, but first name on. I think most Premier League fans would probably say the same of, of this midfield. First name kind of on the team sheet, um, or at least in terms of the midfield. And I went for another one of mine, which I've spoken about in the past a lot. Um, and I think you and me even had some some uh, disagreements about it. But I went with Chabi Alonso, just because I think uh-huh, okay. he was... You could maybe say that's a bit of a defensive pairing, mm. but there, I didn't feel there was a for, more forward-thinking option you know, the, at the you same know, level. There wasn't like a Modric, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and Alonso, both of those could've players. There could have been. There could have been. been. <laughs> and both of those players as well are very. They're, they're not just holding players, are they? It's not Makaleli. Both could go forward and score goals. Um, Alonso. They're both silky. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a midfield that's got pace and power, but also just has incredible. A bit. I, I always feel Alonso is often overlooked a little bit in terms of that Spanish kind of midfield era. But he played all the time. He was one of the a really important player for them. He did it in Spain, he with Madrid, he did it in Germany with Bayern, he did it in England with Liverpool. Always felt in that era of Mascarano and Gerard, I always felt he was their best player. Um, I couldn't believe they sold him, to be honest. So yes, I'm not gonna go on I think I've gone on about him before, but yeah, yeah. Um I would definitely you know, I, I think both of those are, are top quality options. But there are so many others as well. Yeah. I actually went with the same pair. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Which is pretty impressive, actually, to be honest. I mean, I'm not necessarily surprised you went with Vieira, but I know you can easily talk yourself out of Vieira. Yes. And I could probably yeah, talk yeah, myself yeah, yeah. out of Alonso if I wanted to, like you were saying, maybe go with something a bit more attacking. But yeah, yeah, Vieira was the obvious one for me. And after a bit of thought and maybe a bit of tactics, considering who else we've got in here, um, that I I didn't mind too much that it was made maybe slightly on the on the defensive side going with Alonso. Yeah, I, like you said, we've we've spoken about him loads. I think I've probably even made the same anecdote in the past, saying that when because it was uh, 2009, Alonso left Liverpool for Real Madrid and Ronaldo left us for Real Madrid. And my argument was that they'll miss Alonso more than we'll miss Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. And it clearly happened because I think they finished like sixth and we won the league. I mean, they did like, <laughs> try and replace him with Gareth Barry, which is insane. But yeah, pretty much the replaceable player then, really. So yeah, I, I had to go with, with Alonso. Um, over, probably the, probably the closest is again someone who's very defensive-minded, and that's N'Golo Kante. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think <laughs> Alonso Vieira is, is attacking in comparison. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I couldn't argue Kante over either, really. Probably on a on a, a tactical note, really. If it was that defensive, I probably wouldn't be too happy. Um, so I guess my sort of more attacking option, if I if I wanted to go more attacking, uh, would have been Cesc Fabregas. Yeah, those are my um, backups. Again, Fabregas, absolutely incredible player. I think we probably did squeeze him into our Spanish level when we did that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We probably put our blow in him, to be honest. I don't know if he got in over Salgado. But yeah, there's a few few players here who, from that you know, Spain 2010 World Cup winning squad, are probably the best Spanish players we've seen in the Premier League. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, Fab- Fabregas would have been the... I think I'd, I'd just edge Kante over Fabregas on overall talent. I think Kante is just all-round brilliant. But I'm happy for either of those to go on the bench. But there's, there's still quite a few other options here. I don't know if 
if you'd have considered any of those above. No, I, uh, Kante and Fabregas were the two I went for as my kind of reserve options. Like you, I'm probably edging on Kante. I think because at points in his career, he's been the best in his position. Yes. Um, where, yeah. where I don't think... Fabregas, I think, suffers a little bit from the fact he went to Barcelona and then played with the likes of Iniesta and yeah. Xavi yeah. and Messi, who were all similar-ish, and he was often the false nine or whatever. Yeah. And then he came back and, you know, he was still good for Chelsea, but... Maybe if he stayed at Arsenal for his whole career, we would be talking about a much different sort of reputation. But yeah, for me, Kante maybe just over Fabregas. There were a number of others as well. I mean, I'm not going to mention one because I think you put him somewhere else. But, um, uh, you know, the likes of Paul Pogba, yeah. Gilberto Silva was one that was unlucky to miss out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, if there wasn't Kante and Vieira and, you know, if there wasn't a lot of good defensive yes, fielders, yeah, 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 yeah. Gilberto Silva would be an excellent option you yeah, know a yeah, really yeah. really good player Emmanuel Petit similar Again, right defensive <laughs> brilliant defensive <laughs> midfielder I don't know whether you would have mentioned him just gonna have a quick scan of your notes but um, I had Janino oh yeah you've got him central midfield as well Janino is almost too attacking for me to, to, a to little bit yeah. With, yeah not yeah. really a 4-4-2 um, formation player um, although he did play a lot in the Premier League yes. uh, so yeah and there's even more you know Cleverson <laughs> yeah no, he, he was brilliant when Brazil won the World Cup. Then he he was first name on the team sheet, apparently. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, Steven Zonzi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so lots of names, yeah. but I think, you know, the fact that we're relatively agreed on those four, Yeah. I think shows you kind of how good they were. I mean, one I don't think you mentioned there was Deschamps, who, again, oh, very yeah, defensive. I <laughs> have Christian Caranby, who I think was maybe slightly more attacking, but, yeah. <laughs> so... Is it me to go? I think I'm, it is. I'm losing it's, track. It's, so it's, me, it's right midfield. On the right, which ultimately I didn't really have anyone who was necessarily an out and out no. right side midfield. I mean, there's one, but I don't think he's at the same level as who we've gone for in the entire midfield. I'd rather put someone who is maybe slightly out of position or maybe started their career at right midfield before ending up being yeah. more central. Um, so on that note, uh, the one I did go for was Bastian Schweinsteiger, someone who we have just spoke about way too yes, many times yeah. through past episodes. Um, I think because we've done him in Germany, we've done him through our tournaments, we did our Man United one, yeah. didn't we? I think he even got into that with the, the post Fergie. Yeah, it, I mean, very much more a central midfielder during his later years, but did start out as a right sider. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I kind of think of him as being like the the German Beckham at the, the, like, yeah. when he came to that that looked like what he was going to be but then ultimately he did change position but I'd rather put him slightly out of position and actually have him included in this team because one I don't think we've got many other German options to really add in at least Germany 2014 mm. um, so yeah I don't think uh, there's, there's anyone else who's going to get in from that so it's a nice bit of representation um, but also a player who I think was, is probably one of the best midfielders that I've seen and throughout like, weirdly, the last 20 years maybe weirdly I think it might be a case of a German for a German um, putting Bastian in because I didn't put him in um, he was one of my mid- central midfield options but I kind of forgot that we'd done that with our Germany team I think and put him out on the right because um, you're right in, especially in a 4-4-2 it's not outrageous to suggest that he played on the right side of midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's not like a right winger, is he? No. Fielder, yeah. So I'm actually kind of happy to kind of go with you on that one and then shuffle the pack a little bit to have the person who I went for playing in a slightly different position because, again, they're one that did play a lot on the right, mm-hmm. but probably more in a 4-3-3. 
Okay. Um, so maybe you'd think of them more as a number 10 and they could be included as a sort of forward, mm -hmm. which is what I'm talking about, maybe taking out another done, forward. Done in the past. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. So I, I think I'm happy to go with Schreinsteiger there. I mean, the main other option, not including the one that we might speak about mm -hmm. later, we will speak about later, was one matter for me, which is almost similar to the one I've just described, where yes, yeah, yeah. right side, played a lot on the right, but really probably more of a number 10 or a, a wide pair in a 4-3-3. Yeah. Um, everyone loves one matter basically, right? Yeah. Like, he's just a nice guy, but he was also a very good player. Shame his legs kind of went for the last couple of seasons at United, but... And very much like Fabregas was almost... If, he, if he'd been born, like, maybe 10 years earlier or 10 years later, would have been a key part to a Spain yeah. team that was stacked with talent and... And the fact he made over 40 them. caps, despite the fact that, you know, he was up against David Silva, Iniesta, you know... Yeah, like the Chavi, yeah, yeah, Fabregas, yeah. you know, is a massive credit to him. Obviously, won a lot uh, um, at Chelsea and Man United. Probably not as much as he should have, though. Uh, again, timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, very good player who you know I have a lot of time for. Just checking that I have. I'm not going to mention anyone that you've put on the other side. No. So, um, well, maybe one of them, but you haven't. I don't think you've picked him. So. You know, you could have Pedro out on the right-hand side, couldn't you? You yes, could have yeah, Jesus yeah. Navas. That was, hey, um, Navas was the one I was thinking. He's an actual right-side yeah. midfielder. But I don't think he's anywhere near. No, no. The, very one-dimensional. Yes, yes, you, yes, you could yes. have him. At, you could actually have him right-back as well. But Yes. Um, yeah. Andreas Schürrle, who looked all right at Chelsea and then came back with Fulham. <laughs> uh, yeah, he kind of peaked very quickly and yeah. then went down very quickly. And Florian Tauvin as well, who um, I think was in the most recent French, he must have been in the most recent French squad because he's not going to be in any of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but had a very uh, underwhelming spell at Newcastle. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot he existed. Yeah. Years, so. um, I think he's done quite well now since going back to France, but um, yes, he, not necessarily on the level with the likes of, you know, Juan Matter and but even Bastian Schweinsteiger kind of playing out of position. Yes, yeah, yeah. So... Yes, I, I, I think I'll, I'll go with you on that one and we can go with Bastian. So, what about the other side? The other side was difficult. And probably very difficult. Maybe not that difficult if you're an Arsenal fan. <laughs> um, but the two main options I had... You can't really lose if you're an Arsenal fan. Yeah, but I guess one of them left maybe unceremoniously. But the kind of options I had were Perez and Ozil. Mm. Um, and initially I was really tempted... I always really liked Meza Ozil. Yeah. Um, I remember him watching him at Madrid and... Then he joined Arsenal and I was like quite devastated. Um, he was a brilliant player to watch, you know, I, I, we probably meant, I think he got in our Germany team. Oh, uh, over 90 caps. Wasn't, you know, he did get 20 odd goals from, but goals, he didn't score goals as much it was creating, wasn't yes, he? Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. at Madrid, he was, assist, like, <laughs> you know, the assist king for Ronaldo. Um, 250 odd appearances for Arsenal, three FA Cups, over 150 appearances for Madrid. Again, timing left kind of just before they started winning all those Champions Leagues but really brilliant player but I think in the end I just went ended up going for Perez just maybe it's a bit of nostalgia yeah, yeah. but um, again, again <laughs> we, we've spoken we've spoken about him and the Invincibles spoken about him quite a lot in the past I think we've been on the right in our French team it's one where with yeah he could easily be either yeah yeah um but just <laughs> we, still a, don't know. we still don't know just a, just a, a, a classic kind of Premier League icon really Perez and obviously a big part of that France team as well did win the Premier League with Arsenal yeah I, I you can almost go either way and I I don't yeah this, really this was maybe the one where I'm just like I'm not completely 
hundred percent. Like, no, I, I'm, I'm still not. Goalkeeper. Like, I, I, like, I, um, I don't necessarily have to argue. I mean, I pick Perez as well, but I, if you do want to switch, if I don't really I, know. Yes. Um, I think we go with yeah. Perez because we both, yeah, just we both edged him. just yeah. edged him, and Ertzel did have a kind of, yeah, maybe a slightly. Yeah, unceremonious exit from uh, and end his yeah, career yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even sure what he's doing now as well. I think he's still maybe. Uh, yeah, was he a Fenerbahce or something like that? Possibly. I think he might have gone to like Bajekshire or somewhere as well. But... Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that shows you, doesn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so. We'll go with Pires and move into our forwards, which I've kind of alluded to. It's not that I can see your notes or anything, <laughs> um, but I've kind of alluded to um, one of the players we might have put there. Who did you go for? <laughs> I went with one of those players that we might have put there. Um, and it's a certain David Silva, who we've just gone through three, well, four midfield positions where we could have argued him yeah. for literally all of them. But And I would, because <laughs> I've said before, I really like David Silva. You want, you want 11 David Silva then? Yeah, he is brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, I thought our, our strike options are good, don't get me wrong, but I think Silva is a better all-round player than all bar one of them. Yes, possibly. Uh, so I'd rather ha- rather try and squeeze him into the team along with the other fantastic midfielders that, that we've got than put in a striker and almost feel like I'm missing out in midfield. So that's why I've gone with Silva as kind of like the number 10, which and we, that's, we did with Spain. And that's we? not outrageous like he he very much could play that not just could yeah. play that position would do it incredibly well yeah like he, he was a, you know he'd he happily play second striker behind like Aguero where like he, he, probably he, in he another was, era yeah. he would have had more the kind of Bergkamp you know exactly. or Cantona yes, role yeah, wouldn't yeah. he um, he just happened to play a fair bit called on the left for, for City but that was just the formation and so. on the right as well yeah. Right. yes yeah true I was thinking the other silver before oh yeah I had both um but yeah, Silva was a shoo-in, to be honest, with this team. It was yeah. just figuring out where he was going to go. So alongside him, I went with another shoo-in for this team who was just trying to figure out who was going to go alongside him, uh, a certain Thierry Henry. Again, someone who we've spoken about countless times and both waxed Liverpool about and both admitted that, you know, it's just a shame he played for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, literally, again, if, if we're doing, like, a, an all-time Premier League eleven probably would be in it for both yes. of us. So it, it's kind of a, a no-brainer. I mean, Which is saying a lot. I, I hate sort of just go in, oh, it's this guy, he's definitely going in. But sometimes it's kind of like, Thierry what Henry else can we say? It's <laughs> probably the most obviously going in, I think, mm. of this team. Um, I know I said sort of Vieira, but not only is there not a lot of other players at his standard in this team, in this uh, these players, he is just that good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or he was just that good. Um, no, he still is, I'm sure. Yeah, probably, <laughs> to be fair. Um, yeah, a genuine player who you would fear mm. when you were going up against the team. Well, especially right? United, because he'd yeah. always score. Always yeah. score, yeah. Obviously, I kind of I didn't have Silver, because I originally put Silver on the right-hand side, but mm. happy to move him move him up to get Bastian Schreinsteiger in. Um, and Thierry on really, like you said, yeah, I had to go for him. Yeah, so... Um, he is in there. The one I originally had in there alongside him um, was more was Jurgen Klinsmann, who I would probably say is the bench option here. 
He um, is my bench watcher. So okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's uh, the same, like, yeah, I think he was thing. the number nine in our German team, wasn't he? Um, you know, over 100 caps, which for Germany is really impressive. Uh, 47 goals, obviously won the World Cup and the Euros with them. Played for Spurs. I think he did. He have two spells at Spurs. Uh, Actually, yeah. I mean, he played. He played for a whole. I think we said this last time. He played for a whole host of top European clubs. Mm-hmm. Stuttgart, Inter, Monaco, Bayern, Sampdoria, won yeah. so many All trophies. The leagues, basically, as well. Yeah, I yeah. think he was a Ballon d'Or runner-up as well. I've got here, so um, absolutely top player. But I think he'll get sort of pushed to the bench here. Um, maybe that's a bit of recency bias. Who knows? Almost certainly. Uh, but, if, um, yeah, if, if we'd seen you know fourteen. 15 I didn't years watch of a lot of him. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be a bit didn't watch a lot of him. Um, some other some other good options. Uh, Fernando Torres was one I had. Mm-hmm. You know, again, 100 caps in the Spain team that did lack forwards, to be fair, but was a very good team. And he rarely, like, not necessarily rarely, but he wasn't always, like, a guaranteed starter. You saw no. Mario Villa, um, Danny Giesen. Maybe Mar- Mar- Maratta later Maratta, well. Yeah, he, he was never kind of... He was always in the team. He'd always sort of play. He was just never necessarily... Lorente, they did, they did the false nine thing for a good while, didn't they? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other one I wanted to mention, who I don't think we mentioned, but at least... A lot in our um, in our France eleven was Olivier Giroud, mm. who, looking through, has actually had an amazing career. He's always one of those players that I think has maybe been a bit underrated by myself as yeah, well. Yeah, it's not just that he's at Milan now, but um, you know, over a hundred caps and still playing. I think for France, forty nine goals, you know, over two hundred and fifty appearances for Arsenal, over a hundred goals. Over 250 appearances in, uh, sorry, over 250 goals in over 600 appearances. He's won lots of trophies, you know, you know, Serie A, Ligue 1, FA Cups, Champions Leagues, Europa Leagues. I don't think he has the individual talent to compete with Thierry Henry or Jurgen Klinsmann. No. But I wanted to mention him because I think I don't think we spoke about him in great detail last time. So. Um, yeah. Maybe we did, and I, it was a long time ago. <laughs> but I just wanted to make sure I spoke a bit about him because you know what? I think we'll look back and go, actually, you know, what, yeah. what a career. And recently, I saw an interview with Virgil Van Dyke where he was asked who was the most difficult opponent he'd ever been up against, and he said Olivier Giroud. Yeah, it doesn't. He was like, career, he just yeah. always scores. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I yeah. think compared to other players in a similar sort of mould, he is know to be better yeah um, like for, uh, another example that we could have had here was like Fernando Llorente very mm. similar sort of player but I think Giroud is Technically definitely better. much better and I think as well he's a good team player as well that's an important thing to say it's not yeah. you know his his goal scoring statistics may not be as good as others but he he, he or at least when he was at Arsenal definitely I always felt they played better when he was in the team. I mean, that was the thing with the France, wasn't it, in, in 2018, is that he started, like, every game for them, but didn't score. Yeah. But they won the World Cup. So yeah. surely there's something to that to say that he was, you know, a key factor in why they did They win. won the World Cup <laughs> when they didn't have Benzema, basically. Yeah. They might so, do that again. Yeah. <laughs> but that kind of maybe goes to show just how good he was for that team, because yeah. they were missing Benzema. Griezmann, playing, yeah. everyone playing off him. It worked. Yeah. Did you have any other names that you really wanted to mention? Uh, I'd like to give a mention to Lucas Podolski. Um, yeah. I think as someone who has, has had a, a very good career. Um, maybe didn't hit the heights that he probably could have done. But Germany record probably better than his club record. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much a sort of international striker. But you know, so it was close on these. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I always like Podolski. I just don't think it, with this sort of type of player he is. I think Klinsmann and Henri are. are better at that mm. 
Yeah, the, the, these people are probably the closest one to really sort of challenge, challenge for the bench. I mean, I've, I've mentioned Fernando Llorente there, wasn't really close to this. Neither was sort of, uh, you know, Crystal Dugary. Jorkaev was one who could maybe be considered, but like you could also consider him for midfield. He's very kind of just almost like a number 10 sort of type. Yeah, I um, found it. I kind of wanted to get him in and then I felt it was maybe just a bit of favouritism. It's definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it was good, but everyone else we mentioned is... And he was good better. in that Bolton side as well, which... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you kind of have a soft spot for it if yeah, you watch exactly. football yeah, at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Pure, purely good in that team. Um, um, Karl-Heinz Riedler um, is another German to mention. But I, yeah, I don't know much of him. I know he played for Liverpool. That was about it. About you. <laughs> uh, that, you basically covered all of my ones. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, no, I mean my mentions. Podolski and Jorkev were probably the main ones I, I yeah, would agree with. Yeah. But they weren't for me as good as the ones that we did mention. Even someone like Giroud, who I've just said is massively underrated. I think will look back at their careers, and his career will outshine someone like Podolski. Yeah, yeah. So. Going back to the very beginning, to goalkeeper, where we did we disagreed. I think I'm happy to go with you on this one and go with Bar- I was so undecided on this okay. that I think I'm happy to go with Bartes. As long as Bartes was kind of like your second choice. Yes, yeah, 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 works, yeah. For me, it was Valdez or Bartes. Okay, okay. Uh, Boateng, right back, Desai and PK we agreed on. Mm-hmm. Um, so left back originally I went for Alvaro Arbola but I'm happy to go with Branco I'll happily go with Alvaro Arbola I mean you give me Bartes I'll, I'll happily okay. go with Arbola we'll I, think, I think I'd, I'd like to include, include Arbola it was just a very difficult defence like centre back is what killed it here I, I mean I think <laughs> the reason that I would be happy to put Branco in just because we don't have any other Brazilian players but maybe that's reflective of Brazilians just not really coming to um, the Premier League, the Premier League yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay so we'll go for Arbola there Midfield, we obviously agreed on... I think we agreed on all of it in the end, didn't we? Yes, yeah. Steiger, Alonso, Vieira, Perez, and then Silva and Omri as our... Yeah, so... Uh, Bartes in goal, a back four of Boateng, Desai, PK, Arbeloa. A midfield four of um, Schweinsteiger, Vieira, Alonso, and Perez. And then a front two of Silva and Omri. With a bench of... Valdez? I'm good with Valdez. I think Varane has to be on the bench, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, we Kante? Midfield? Kante? Or Fabregas? Um, how defensive do you think this, this midfield is? Oh, yeah, let's go Fabregas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yes. And then forward, Jurgen Klinsmann. Yeah, thank you. Very good team. I reckon some of these can win the World uh, Yeah, <laughs> I reckon, you know, yeah. It is a very good team. I think it's surprising a little bit for me how there are certain areas, like the fullbacks, you notice that there's gaps there. Yeah. Um, whereas the midfield is almost so stacked. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah. it's, it's kind of interesting how not many World Cup winning fullbacks have, or, you know, at least notable ones, have, have played in in the Premier League. We, you know, we never got Cafu or Carlos, you know. Um, Liz Rizzo. David, did David Alba win? Was he part of the Spain World Cup? Was yeah, it Captain I, so. I mean, either. Either. Yeah. <laughs> didn't come to England. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, you said there's a Rizu, Sanyol. Sanyol. Yeah, so there's there's a lot yeah, of yeah, a lot yeah. of ones in those positions, but. Lam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could play pretty much anywhere, couldn't he? Um, so you know, I think we make up with it with, for the re- with the rest of the team though, and still, you know, Arbelo and Boateng are very good players. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, best not do them a disservice. Okay, so I mean, 
obviously what's next for us is now watching the World Cup. Yes. Whether we might try and potentially do some kind of World Cup team if we're being relatively relevant. We'll see how that goes. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> they have to play in the Premier League. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought about that. Um, but uh, we'll, unless you had an, an, a burning idea for another episode. Um, uh, I mean, I've always got a little list of ideas. The only thing that I can really think of that is maybe slightly overdue is our last ever nationality episode. Possibly, We yeah. literally yeah, have the rest of Europe is all we've got. So okay. it's kind of like your Finlands, your Bulgarias, your Polands, your Romanias, where they've had one or two decent yeah. players, but not enough to do a full team as we have done in the past or... I can't really have like a historical. Yeah, these countries all, all yeah. country like Czechoslovakia was. Yeah, so maybe that just that to, would be to a good round one. off what we started to off talk doing. about some players that we haven't been able to talk about yet. Yes, it's also maybe worth mentioning that we've never done an England eleven. Mm-hmm. Now whether we do some kind of caveat without, on that without United not have United players because yeah, yeah, yeah. just us talking about United. <laughs> um, so I think those two are possibly big ones that we should have done. And whether, mm. you know, we are obviously going to watch the World Cup and whether we think it's worth maybe afterwards doing a, a topical one of mm. player, you know, players that we think stood out in the tournament. Um, I would probably say not Premier League ones Yes, um, <laughs> in that instance. But yeah, we've got some ideas. Um, so hopefully one of those will... will be done before the end of the year. Be done before the end of, <laughs> end of the year, which isn't too far away, to be fair. Um, but... Thank you very much for listening to our, our World Cup 11, um, World Cup Winners 11, sorry. And we'll hope you will join us next time for whatever it is we decide on. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for actually joining me eventually. It's, You're very it's, welcome. It's been It's a good to be here. <laughs> Thanks for listening and uh, join us next time and enjoy the World Cup. See ya.